Hello everyone. Um, my name is Anastasia Gorokova. I'm a partner in the real estate team in the London office of Osborne Clark. And I'm here today talking to my colleague, Jonathan Mills, who's an associate director in um, the real estate team, currently seconded to our New York office. And today we thought we would have a, a quick conversation about um, alternative residential assets and the role of community within those assets. And this is off the back of um, our most recent thought leadership piece that we have produced, which is called um, the roadmap for taking alternative residential assets mainstream. And in that report, we looked at community as being one of the factors that really needs to be emphasised and pushed forward in order for these um, operational assets to, to grow and thrive. Um, and uh, needless to say, over the last couple of months, um, those that aspect of community has been highlighted ever more profoundly um, with with all of us um, being being in this in this lockdown. So um, Jonathan, uh, if I could ask you the first question on this topic. Um, so given that the US multifamily market is, is is more well established than it is in the UK, um, I'm interested to know what you've been advising your clients um, and particularly recently um, your clients in the alternative residential space in relation to how they continue to provide that sense of community within their developments. Thanks Anastasia. Hi everyone. Um, as Anastasia said, I am on Sakomon over here in the US. So I've got some pretty useful insight and, and gain some useful market knowledge sort of as how as to how operators are addressing this issue here. Um, lockdowns really shone a spotlight on the the whole community over a loneliness movement. And and that concept and idea is is more important now than ever. It's received a, a lot of press coverage over in the US. Um, a lot of people actually actively coming out and saying that they stayed in certain multifamily or co-living uh, developments for the community, even in spite uh, of the pandemic, and 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 even though it was very easy to to frown upon density at this time, and and you only have to look at rent collections in, across the spectrum of of multifamily, and particularly um, community-driven areas of of multifamily like co-living to see that. Um, communities is very much the way the way forward and, and operators are very much trying to address it now if they hadn't previously um i think there are two strands that that, that spring to mind here one is that operators are reassessing the ways in which they build and foster community and, and one of those is through recalibrating existing amenity space either recalibrating what's there now or rethinking how they design um, buildings of the future and, and purpose-built buildings for, for the, all spectrums of multifamily. Um, I guess an important legal strand that comes out of that is, is taking it back to your management agreement or your leasing agreement to ensure that the changes that you make, you're, you're legally able to and that you're permitted to without any further consents. And also, cost and and the impact of of any amendments on capex obviously need to be carefully assessed as well um, another real uh topic of importance here is the use of technology and how that brings people together and, and drives community forward um i think the role of technology plays a key part in people's experience with, within 
their their built environment so functional technology is is increasingly important now and will become the key technology the key staple of of multifamily and, and alternative residential as a whole so things like paperless leasing virtual tours things that really streamline the process and and particularly important now in the pandemic and and also how technology can look to drive community forward so community apps community platforms things that empower the community and the residents to engage with and build their own community as well um, and and obviously something that concerns lawyers in particular is how the the increased use of technology um, has an impact on on the advice that we need to give and the advice that's important for our clients and that's going to revolve around data protection data management ensuring that privacy policies are in place patents and trademarks are there to preserve value in technology and, and brand that's been built over this important time um, so i guess what i find interesting to hear from you anastasia is how although the market isn't as mature how community is under the spotlight in the uk <clears throat> excuse me in the uk and, and, and the co what conversations you've been having with your clients so I think you're right. I think um, community isn't as, um, or, or the market rather, isn't as, ma as mature as in the UK. But what has been interesting over the last couple of months particularly is how much those community benefits of built-to-rent co-living um, and, and the other alternative residential assets have, have really just grown exponentially in importance. Because with all of us staying at home, working from home, that sense of who you're with, who's around you, how, you know, where you are, that your, your immediate um, community around you is is ever more important and really I think you know we've in the UK we've always had quite a um, sort of strong buy to let market so sort of private landlords owning um, from anywhere from one to you know 100 flats and, and renting them out privately but the difference with built to rent for example is that you're not as a buy to let landlord you're not responsible for creating that community for, for putting people in a building together and making sure that sure that they're all happy to be there and 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 they've got facilities and they're interacting and 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 there's that there's that additional layer of of of, of sort of you know a mini little society that you're creating you know we've never really had that before um but of course over the last few months that's that's all that everybody's talking about is is you know there's i've heard so many different fantastic initiatives um from our various clients and, and other people in the market of, of what they're doing to bring those communities together in the current time you know from yoga classes in the courtyard and you know djs so everyone's enjoying things on their balcony and you know all, all these different types of things um are just there's more and more you know the, the innovation the creativity in that space is is just you know is going through the roof really and on the technology front again you know i think Perhaps you could have said that the alternative residential market in the UK has been a little bit s slower in, in, you know, it's, it's still more in its infancy than it is in the US. But one of the opportunities with that is to really leapfrog ahead with things like technologies, you know, to really use innovation, creativity to, to, to sort of spring forward, you know, further than, than we would have been, um, you know, previously kind of using the current lockdown, the current situation as, as a way to get us there. Um, so, but I think one of the, one of the key things that people are still realizing is that yes technology can can sort of facilitate that community but you need the right people to 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 actually create that community you need the right people in your developments um you know the right front of house staff um to really bring that community together which then the technology can sort of underpin if you like but without without the people it doesn't 
it's it's not the same experience. Would you would you agree with that from what you're seeing in in the states? Yeah, I completely agree. Actually, obviously, everybody's is aware there's a much um, more inbuilt and ingrained service culture um, in the US and across the US. But um, I think the right people are very much the drivers for the community um, and facilitators of community. Those the clients that I've spoken to don't like too much micromanagement and like the community to grow fairly organically and I found that's the best way but yes the community can do it themselves and the technology is beginning to allow that uh, more and more but I still think front of house and and and, and building staff as a whole are, are incredibly important and just to touch on the on the technology point again briefly um, our alternative residential report highlights sort of the use of technology across a full spectrum of of alternative residential do you think it's applied sort of equally in all asset classes and, and facets of alternative residential or is there any sort of um areas where there's there's disparity and that more attention is needed possibly i think definitely if you look at the senior living um assets and we've got clients in that space who who have definitely highlighted to us that there is a technology underclass um mm. potentially at that end of the of the spectrum because it's it's just you know it's it's not as easy to to communicate with people in in a senior living development um through technology they're not as comfortable with it they're not as used to it so one of the things that i've heard from one of our clients in that space is that um during the the height of the lockdown um particularly obviously if you look at that demographic you know people of a, of a higher risk at that age um you've had actually managers and, and property managers um actually moving into the development to look after the the people so rather than sort of staying away and managing that that development remotely or virtually they've actually moved in because that's the only way to keep that that sense of community going in, in those types of developments so that that's quite an interesting an interesting side just to show that it's not one size fits all when it comes to technology yeah absolutely um just just to sort of start to bring this to a close i guess one one key question that i get asked a lot here and something that our clients that are looking, our, our US clients that are looking to Europe and, and to understand certain parts of particularly the UK market better, is is there interesting in the planning system and, mm. and how that needs to respond to uh, the want of operators to create and drive community? Mm. I think that is one of the aspects of the system over here that is still very much criticised a lot of people feel like it's not really fit for purpose when you look at alternative residential or these types of operational rental assets um it's uh, and it is it will be interesting to see whether the the fact that these community benefits have been so highlighted over the last few months particularly whether policymakers and local authorities will will see that they'll they'll see that these types of assets bring so much to a local not not just to that development the people within, who live within that development but to that whole local area really because it's it, it's those investors those operators of those long-term income driven assets that have more interest in that local area than than your sort of more traditional um you know for sale uh, developer because because they don't have that that long-term view so when it when it when you look at sort of local workforce local I don't know, retail, local um, businesses, local charities, you know, things like that and, and bringing them in and, and, and widening that community from your development into that area. 
it's it's things like built to rent co-living you know student accommodation. it's it's those assets that will that will bridge that gap and i think when local authorities really get on board with that properly and really get to see that and, and understand that, um, I think we'll hopefully start to see some really positive change coming down through the planning system. Uh, one other thing that will be interesting to, to keep an eye on is how key workers will be treated in, in the next sort of um, short, short to medium term and eventually long term, because one thing that has been highlighted quite clearly over the last few months is, is the importance of key workers, how much they do, and, and, and really the, the affordability gap, you know, of somebody working in a central London hospital, let's say, but having to live very far out because because it's just too expensive to rent, you know, to rent in town. So whether or not that will come through the planning system and there will be some provision for um, key worker accommodation, you know, in in central in central cities, um, particularly within within sort of rental rental developments, that's another one to to watch out for. That'll be interesting to see how that comes through. Yeah, indeed. Thanks. So um, it's been great chatting to you, Jonathan, and thanks everyone for um, joining and listening in.